Hey, Ohio, there's a whole new jackpot coming to town. It's called Lucky Numbers, a part of the Easy Play progressive games from the Ohio Lottery. And I know, how can there be a new jackpot? Well, this one grows with every bet. Resets to 20 grand right after every winner, and you don't have to bet big enough to win it all. You can play for a quarter or half the jackpot instead. Coolest of all, there's no waiting. You bet five, 10, or 20 bucks, you see if you've won. That's simple. Play the new lucky numbers starting September 20th for ever-expanding jackpots and ever-increasing fun. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. Yo, what's good, extended fam? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free. <laughs> yeah. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. I recommend a computer. We're professionals here. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so you can it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Try to catch me slipping there. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Chip. What's going on, family? This your boy Flaw 700, half of the podcast brothers. Before we get into this week's episode, I'd like to take this time to let you know where you can find our material at. Thepodcastbrothers.com. From there, you can subscribe to iTunes. iTunes is very important. Make sure after you listen to our episodes, leave us a review. That's the most important part. Share it with your friends and family. Or if you're an Android user, you can just listen to the episodes straight from the podcastbrothers.com website. You can download the episodes, whatever you want to do. To contact us directly, hit us up at mybroandmepodcast at gmail.com. And um, now on to this week's episode. We're brothers, we're happy and we're singing and we're colored. Give me a high five. This is what the people want to be president. Donald Trump is what Americans love. Trump gives me real hope and change, not fake hope and change. Donald is not a racist. He's running for the right reasons. He's putting his own money and all that. That's it. We finally have an outsider who's going to say enough is enough. Donald Trump, man. Hey, man. Everything he's saying is, is, is crazy, but everything he's saying is correct. Donald Trump is the ultimate game changer. Democrats care about the inner city when it's election time. After election time, what do you get? Zero. Vote for Trump. For 54 years, we have been voting for the Democratic Party like no other race in America. And they have not given us the same loyalty and love that we have given them. I'm backing Trump all the way. Make America great again. Yo, this your boy Flaw 700. No fresco today. He'll be back next week. But I'm not alone. I got a guest. Childhood friend of mine, Joseph McKinney. Say what's up to the people, man. What's going on, Brother Rell? Thanks for having me, man. Definitely nice to have you, man. Appreciate sure, it. Sure. Appreciate you coming through. Um, If you heard the intro, that was Blacks for Trump. We definitely going to touch on that later on in this episode. So just keep that in mind what you heard. But first, I want to get into my podcast shout-outs. I definitely want to shout-out to Kenya Talks. She showed us wild love on her show. Salute to you. Appreciate all the nice things you said about us. The John Effect also showed us love on the tweets. Shout-out to him. You know, we received um, podcasts of the week the other week, not last week, but the week before from the Official Street Podcast. Salute to those brothers. Shout-out to the Podcast Queens. 
Real and Raw Podcast, The Critical Dump, Pepper and the Salt Shaker Podcast, Something to Brag About, Good Morning Beautiful Podcast, Grime Lords, Three Dope Chicks, We Got the Jazz, Baby Boy Podcast, and Waking Up Podcast. Now, I know that's a lot of podcasts, but you can find podcasts, my, my fault. You can find all of those podcasts on iTunes and SoundCloud. Make sure you subscribe. What's going on, Joe? Appreciate the Ciroc you brought through. Pineapple with that. Matter of fact, where that bottle at? Yeah, a little holy water for the uh, for the show, you know? Yeah, need that. Pineapple. Hold up. Pour me another cup right now. It's a cup, but I take shots. Woo! Yeah, we need a little shot of attention that this, uh, this election is causing, you know? <laughs> <laughs> this election is crazy, ain't it? Indeed, bro. Yo, Indeed. I witnessed... I had a taste of my first internet bullying this week. Like, you know how these celebrities be like, um, you know, mad wild people be coming at them sideways in the comments. I made a video about the Golden State Warriors based on, you know, game one that they lost. But I'm looking at them like, yo, I don't know if this team's going to work. I don't know. I know it's only one game. A lot of talent, man. Loaded. Loaded. But this dude wrote under the comments and said, whoever made this post is mentally challenged. Son, I was hot. <laughs> I was heated. But it's like, there's nothing I could do. That like that was the first time I think somebody came at me sideways on social media. Like, normally, when you on Facebook or Twitter, you with your friends. So people, will, if they don't agree with what you wrote or posted, they'll, you know, they'll interact with you. But they ain't going to disrespect you. Yeah, man. You see a lot of wild stuff on there, man. Like, it's practically free speech at its best on Facebook, man. Any type of social media. So, you got to realize is those people are nowhere near you what they say and think don't don't affect your real life, even though it can be bothersome. And sometimes we lose it on them sometimes, <laughs> man, because some things you see is just like way, way left, man. Like, right. Like, I'm like, dog, I'm like, for a few seconds, I'm sitting there like, oh, whoa, who are you talking to? But I, I don't know who this dude is. I ain't going to never see him in my life. But I was tripping, man. So it leaves you to think, how do you even come up with that assessment of me, man? Some people are just <laughs> miserable, man. They go in there. Uh, just for sheer entertainment. Some of them is just their personality on uh, on social media. They might be a regular person in real life. They got that type of uh, that type of personality just for social media. So yo. take it with a grain of salt, man. <laughs> yo, <laughs> fantasy. Yo, I hate fantasy football. Let me tell you what happened to me before I came here to do this show. We're doing this show late. It's like five p.m. A little bit after five. It's close to five thirty. My squad is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Don't worry, ladies. I'm not gonna go too deep into sports. My lady, my female fans don't like sports. I'm not going to go too deep into sports, but bear with me. My team is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and we're playing the Oakland Raiders, right? Now, I'm playing fantasy football, and I'm looking at Crabtree. He's the wide receiver for the Oakland Raiders, and he's gave he's giving me, like, five fantasy points, and I'm hot. I'm like, come on, Crabtree. You got to give me something. I need 100 yards from you, at least three touchdowns, but I want Tampa Bay to win. Right. But they go into overtime, right? Now, here's where I got, here's where I got too excited. They go into overtime. Carr, who's the quarterback, throws a long pass to Crabtree. He breaks the tackle, and he's getting yards. I'm like, go, Crabtree, grow, go. But at the same time, I got to remember, this is overtime. First team that score wins. So my team's in jeopardy of losing because I need these fantasy points from the wide receiver that he's throwing it to. I feel like, like it was crazy. It's a double-edged sword, man. It is because like, I, I need Tampa Bay to win, but I need Crabtree to get these yards. All fantasy <laughs> players have been there, man. Trust me. 
Yeah. There's times I put players in against my own team, man, like hoping these dudes does well against us, but we still pull out the victory, man. That's all you want. I want you to give me 100 yards, a few touchdowns, but I need your team to lose. That's all I want. Yo, let's get into the Mount Rushmore of New York. Now, mm. I gave you this list, right? Mount Rushmore of New York. I didn't make this, so you can make your own Mount Rushmore if you want. But the picture showed Nas, Jay-Z, and Biggie, but you got to pick the fourth head. You want to go first, or do you want me to go first? You can do the honors. I'll do the honors. If I had to put a fourth MC on that list, I got to go with LL Cool J. LL Cool J. You're going to take some slack for that, bro. Really? LL? so, man. LL Cool J. If I personally think if you have a Mount Rushmore, LL Cool J needs to be on that somewhere. You could take Nas, Biggie, and Jay off. You could have KRS-One, Rakim, and all these other dope, dope legends. I think LL Cool J needs to be one of the four every time. He's won, like, every battle. Platinum had the first song. Like what slow melody song dedicated to girls. Everybody was rapping hard. He did it for the ladies. He did it for the ladies, but he still came back hard. He kept coming back, reinventing his career. So I got to go with LL Cool J, man. Battle through with cannabis. Yo, who who would have thought he would be cannabis? When you used to hear cannabis freestyles and on the mixtapes, you knew cannabis like, yo, can nobody mess with cannabis? Why is LL messing with cannabis? But then he came back and he splashed him. Splashed him. Didn't even spare him. Didn't like, and you haven't heard from cannabis since. Cannabis has I been. I think he joined the military or something. Man, cannabis, really? For a little bit. I don't know where he at now. <laughs> but I was a big cannabis fan and a true believer. We in all it, so. was. I remember walking downtown to get his tape. Cannabis, it was trash. Mm-hmm. Cannabis tape was trash. But I went downtown to get it because I was a huge fan because of the mixtape and the DJ clues he was on, and listening to him spit. I thought nobody could touch this guy. I think his downfall was getting down with the wrong producers, man. Wyclef in him, right? Yeah. Yeah, he should have never messed with Wyclef. I I don't know if Wyclef was ever known as a producer. Like, he's one of them dudes that can make, like, a single hit. Right. Like, the Destiny's Child remix. He sell records over time. Yeah. But as far as him, your Wyclef executive produced my entire record. I think that was the big mistake, though. But LL smashed him. So, if I got to go Mount Rushmore, so my, my Mount Rushmore for New York is Nas, Biggie, Jay-Z, LL Cool J. And keep in mind, the picture that I'm going off of, Nas, Biggie, and Jay-Z were already on there. You just had to fill in the fourth slot. So, Joe, who you got as your fourth guy? I know maybe a lot of people probably won't agree with this pick. Uh, I'm going to have to go with AZ, man. Yeah. I think AZ is a hell of an artist, man. Y'all got a nice flow. Kick some real shit, you know what I mean? Not a lot of bullshit. So, I'm going to say him. I know it's a lot of others that could have been picked, but uh, true shout out to a- AZ man. But the crazy Real thing deal. is, AZ is one of my favorite MCs. Like, like, like he's Fine one of my too. favorites. Yeah. And LL is not. But I just had to go with who's done more. Like AZ has been held back. I think whether it's record label or whether it's Nas not really helping him out like he should have. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like AZ is dope, but as far as who, like, just did it big, who battled. Who, who did it for the ladies. Like I said, I got to go with LL, and he's not one of my favorites. Yeah, I, 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 AZ is. That's if crazy. If you're going by longevity and uh, career uh, accomplishments, you definitely got to go with LL. Yeah, but I ain't... But just from a hip-hop standpoint, I'm going to say uh, AZ, man. I'm personally not mad Pieces at the of AZ. A man. 
Oh, wow. <laughs> pieces, yeah. Pieces of a man. It, I think it's Pieces of a Black Man, but it's Pieces of a Man. Y'all got to go check that out. It came out in 1998. We old heads. We graduated from high school years Don't call ago. Don't us old heads, man. We old heads, man. <laughs> Our graduation um, class is about to be like 20 years, right? Oh, man. My bad if I'm telling my age. A few, more years. A few, a few more, more years. years. But um, like I said, LL Cool J. You make your own New York Mount Rushmore. We got ours. I'm putting LL on mine. Joe putting AZ on his. Let me know who you got. I just can't wait till the people hear this and uh, see who they actually chose. Yeah. I, yeah. I think you're going to see some interesting things. <laughs> <laughs> I think you is. What's the weirdest pick you think anybody can pick? Like if somebody was to pick. Like if somebody told you, uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think of like another artist that you can actually say. You'd be like, dog, are you kidding me? Because it's only New York. It has to be New York. I mean, does Fab deserve to be mentioned? I was thinking about Fab. <laughs> Fab was the first person I thought about when I came up, when I saw this um, meme. Damn, mm-hmm. Fab. People going to pick Fab. But I'm like, nah, it's got to be LL for me. So if people pick Fab, would you that disturb you any? Like Not Fab? at all. Not at all. So but he's think- still going, man. He's still going. Yeah. All right. LL is a true legend, without a doubt. LL? Yeah, and AZ is one of my favorites. I you know I ain't gonna lie, AZ is one of my favorites. I can't put him over Nas, but AZ is definitely one of my favorites, man. Yeah, the best record sales don't necessarily mean a better artist. Just that the car- the um the crowd they cater to or whatever. So yeah, De- you definitely ain't going off record sales. Mm-hmm. LL is platinum though. Exactly, LL is <laughs> a platinum artist because he was given that platform. But I but this ain't about you know going platinum. But it, LL took advantage of the situations that he had. Exactly to me. Um, also, he worked for it though He definitely worked He did Also um, Earlier this week Kevin Gates Was sentenced to 880 days in jail For kicking a fan A former fan now Last year At a Florida show hmm. But um, We not don't good. It's not good But we aren't supposed to hit women Right Like what is he What is What is he doing And I think he pleaded not guilty To this um, charge And he had an excuse of <clears throat> He asked her not to grab him anymore, so he kicked her. Isn't that when you go get security or something, though? I would say so. Uh, I haven't really read up on the uh, the case or anything. What actually happened before what I hear is she apparently grabbed it, grabbed his manhood, grabbed the Johnson, <laughs> the hammer. <laughs> you know, to put it politely, you know. So. But that, that's where the double standard comes in. Like, if it's a man that did that to a woman and she kicks him, you know, we're all cool with that, right? Not to say that he was right in what he did. He was definitely wrong, but the man said he was being groped, you know. And that the climate in this country right now with groping, you know, Mr. Trump came out grabbing by the you-know-what. <laughs> and we got things like this going on. You know, the only thing is just the male is happening to. So I'm not saying he was right. Definitely want to hit the females, but hey. Yeah, I'm like definitely like, yo, but where was security? Like you had security there, or he could have backed up at least. You feel what I'm saying? He definitely had other options. Yeah, he had so many options, but to actually kick the female, like, I personally, I'm not a fan of Kevin Gates, but I'm not being, you know what I mean? Like, like I'm not picking on him because I'm not a fan of his. I don't like his music. I don't really think he's done anything dope to me, personally. I know some Kevin Gates fans out there that probably listen to this podcast. Don't kill me for it, but I'm not a, Bill, um, I'm not a Kevin Gates fan. I'm about to call him Bill Gates. I'm not a <laughs> Kevin Gates fan. But he's about to do, what's that, six months, 180 days? 180 days, yeah. He's about to do six months in jail for kicking the fan. Is that too much, though? Like, like did they give him too much? I'm not really sure what the crime he was, uh, what the crime was. He was charged with or what the uh, 
um, the sentence carries for what he did, you know. Yeah. He'll probably, I'm sure he'll probably be out sooner that with good behavior. Good behavior. And all that. But <laughs> what you got to remember, once you get that platform, you know you're in the public eye, it's going to be people that say things to you, do all types of things to you. You got to learn to be bigger and better than that because your opportunity is so big here, you can't afford to mess it up. Now, because you made a fool's decision, you're spending 180 days in, in, in jail that you're away from your family. You're not on the road making money. Was it really worth it, you know? Like you said, man, have have security there, you know. Right. Let yeah. them let them handle that, so you know you won't get yourself involved in that. No one wants to be disrespected. I, I think that's the you know it boils down to. He felt he was being disrespected, right. so he handled it in a manner that I'm sure now he regrets. You know, right? Does he regret? I hope he does. I think Kevin Gates is real strong in his opinion. Like what mm-hmm. he believes in, he believes in, and I think he'd do it again because I think he thinks he's actually standing up for what he believes in. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I really think he'd do it again. It's not wrong to stand up for what you believe in, but you know, like, when you do certain things, there's going to be some consequences. That's a fact. Not to mention, I mean, he got 180 days, but I'm sure it's a civil suit uh, that's going to follow this as well. So she's mm. going to hit him in the pocket a little bit. Well, I'm surprised that this wasn't about the money. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I just would have hit him with the civil suit off top, right, and just forgot about the other stuff. I mean, surprised he's doing jail time. But like I said, he actually fought it because he actually thought he was in the right. right. But at the end of the day, bro, you don't hit women. It's a double standard. We got our advantages. Women have their advantages. You cannot hit a female. I don't know what today's society is thinking. But he was wrong for that alone. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Smartphones and cameras everywhere. Now, Trick Daddy was also a trending topic this week. Trick Daddy. And um, basically what Trick Daddy was saying is black holes need to tighten up because mm. these Spanish and white holes are getting finer. You black holes are getting your breasts done, butt done, and spending $150 on makeup just to go to the club. Wow. Now, here's my question, though. Is it the right message, wrong messenger? Right message, right messenger? Or what? Like, what's going on? Does he make any sense? In this, or oh. is Trick Daddy just living in his Florida bubble where he's just surrounded by hood rats? I'm gonna have to say uh, I don't agree with Trick Daddy saying that. I don't know what type of women he's hanging around, but maybe he could use to change the scenery because uh, I see plenty of black women all the time, and I don't see them with fake asses and things of that nature. Right. So I think he needs to change the the uh, the women that he's hanging around. And, for, and secondly, one thing I hate to do is group people all together and paint people with a broad brush. You know right, what I mean? Right. Look at everybody as an individual. Stop looking at one person and, or, and feeling like they represent a whole class, race, or anything of people. Because it's just, it's, it's just an ignorant, to me, it's an ignorant point of view to, 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 to live through, you know? Yeah. And I think with doing so, you're going to miss out on some very good people by thinking the way he does. I think it's pure foolishness, man. But here's my thing, right? If Trick Daddy was to find that black woman that he's looking for, what could he offer her? Who is Trick Daddy today? Like, who was Trick Daddy ever? Yeah, that's a good point, man. He's probably attracting the type of women that, you know, yeah, like, follow his type of lifestyle. Right, like, like he needs to get out of the, the environment that he's in because there's a lot of black doctors, a lot of black lawyers, mm-hmm. judges. It's a lot of black CEOs, like females. Like It's a lot of women out here doing big things. But I'm pretty sure they're not interested in Trick Daddy. 
So he he's yeah. making his rant about you black first. Like first off, he like you black hoes. Like yeah, bro, disrespectful. Like, yeah, it's like like listen to what he talk. Like who you're not even talking to the black women that's successful because they're not even listening nah. to you. You know what I'm saying? It's like and then at the end of the day, my question still stands: If you were to find you a black woman who had it all put together, trick daddy, what could you offer her? Probably, that's, huh? Pr- probably not much, man. Not much at all. Not not much on an intellectual level. If he's speaking that way, right? Like, that's for sure. Right. So maybe he needs to look inside himself and see well, what am I doing wrong? What That's are, a, why do I keep attracting these uh, types of women? That's a fact. Because uh, I'm pretty sure Trick Daddy came from humble humble beginnings, and the women that he was around at that time did not have fake asses because they could not afford them. So he <laughs> <laughs> can miss me with all that. Yeah. So yeah. So and, I, I. Then you know what it is. I think a lot of these people, man, they've been relevant for so long. Or right, like on right. the, I mean, you know, on the underground side of things, they just say something to get people talking. Right, get you his know? name back in the buzz. Like, oh, people mm-hmm. talking about me, but I don't see where the money comes in from that. Like, people talking about you, but don't nobody want to hear that I'm a thug joint no more. I was like 20 years old. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm like, sure there's gonna be music. a lot of feminists that are gonna be definitely checking him. Who? A lot of feminists. <laughs> they will be on his heels. Yeah, man. I, I, I don't get it. If my bro was here, I'm pretty sure he'd be the digger hole right now because Trick, like, Trick Daddy is trash. Like, I don't really understand what would make him come out and, and, and actually, like, just talk like, like, at the end of the day, it's a self-hate thing to me. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm saying, like, as a black man, I personally think we should never talk down or talk bad about black women. Right. But these things have to be taught. They have to be told. Right. Like, you probably don't get it naturally, but you have to be told, like, listen, don't ever disrespect the black woman. Don't disrespect women in general. Don't at disrespect all. women in general at all. I get you, but bro, don't you ever disrespect the black. Something that we've done, mm-hmm. but we all had to learn. We you have know grown. what I'm saying? We have grown. Well, we got it grown. But how old is Trick Daddy? Like Trick Daddy is like, okay, bro. How Pretty many much times? Stuck in his ways. How many times have you been on your deathbed? How mm. many prescription drugs and syrup and Viagra's and everything you taking? Like, look at all the stuff that you're on, but yet you worried about natural black women. Yeah, I think that's probably uh, blocking his progress. <laughs> Just a little bit, man. Chick Daddy's a fool for it, man. Like I said, if my bro Fresco was here, he definitely yeah, they gonna roast the internet. Definitely gonna roast him, man. Yeah, as they should. Um, woo! I sent you that link on the Fifty Cent thing, right? Fifty Cent and his son, yeah, Mark man, Weiss. down and dirty, man. But I wanted to touch on it because I've heard other people say that um, all 50 Cent does is take pictures of his new son to post them on Instagram. His new son has, you know, um, a certain grade of hair and it's a certain grade of um, light skin, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of making it as, okay, his his first son, Marquise, is like, his, you know, dark skinned and, you know, yeah. he's kind of not shining light on his son. What people don't, what people need to remember though is, Fifty Cent's son was in the Wankster video, I believe. He was, he was there. He was there in the beginning, and he was like the kid for the G Unit clothing. He was there. Somewhere down the line, something went wrong, and I've seen Fifty Cent right on Instagram with a gun emoji talking about something. I'm gonna take you off my will, and he he posted the gun emoji on some. I'm going to shoot my son. That's deep. It's deep, but we know 50 Cent is crazy. But I just want to dig a little deeper, deeper into it. You understand what I'm saying? Because no man wants to be disrespected by his son. Right. No man wants to be disrespected, period, let alone by your son. Um, To me personally, this is just my guess. 
I forgot the name of the song G Unit did. Um, Every hill we go through, yeah. all the gangsters around, know my whole crew. It was that joint, and Fifty Cent was like, after the VMAs, my yeah. baby mama, yeah, cussed. Yeah. yeah. So here's what I'm thinking. This is only my guess. When Fifty Cent got shot because of the movie, his girlfriend took care of him. He blew up and he left her behind. And since then, she's been a better woman, and she's turned their son against Curtis. But what I was reading in the article was before 50 Cent, um, before the son was here, before Marquise was born, um, he basically got his name tatted on him and used Marquise's motivation to be successful. Yeah. Um, there's pictures, like I said, there's videos with Marquise in there. But somewhere down the line, Marquise, who's 50 Cent's son, so he's got a little bit of crazy in him too. Sure he does. He's got a little bit of crazy in him too. So this, to me, this ain't a hundred percent on fifty because Marquise is your son too. He's just like you, pops. He's right. just like you, fifty. Chip off the old block. He's chip off the old block. Now, what Fifty Cent said was, "My father wasn't around, and this gives me the perfect opportunity to be a father to my child." Right now, when the son disrespects you, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to figure it out though. Because if your son was fifteen, sixteen, and he disrespects his pops, how would you handle that? You know what I'm saying? I'm um, saying like, listen, uh, I'm gonna address the first part where you're saying like people people were saying because uh, uh, the first son is uh, dark and the uh, other son has like a finer grade of hair. He's always taking picture of him. Yeah, I think you gotta take into account also the age in which he was when he had the first child. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. For a man to have a child that young, as opposed to when he has him older, he's a totally different person than he right. was at the time. As you said, he was. Uh, you know, he was working hard. He was trying to get on. He was trying to blow up. You know, and with that, you spending a lot of time away from home. So I think maybe in the beginning, him he had a good, uh, well at least a decent relationship with the with the woman, and and the son as well. But you know, with the amount of time he was on the road, he probably got caught up, you know, in running around, chasing the skirts and things of that nature, and he wasn't there for his son as he as he should have been. So maybe the son's hurt from that, and now it, it, the, the the way he's you know talking to his father, or, or he feels that his father wasn't there, so. You know what I mean? He got a little chip on his shoulder, and Fifty got a chip on his shoulder because he felt like, man, this is this is my seed. This is the the little boy I held as a little baby, yeah, right? And now he's talking to me in, in in this manner. You know what I mean? Right, so right. I think that's that that's part of the issue uh, with the with the woman. You know, it's obviously they had some uh, a lot of bitterness. However, that that ended. You know, you know the one time where the house they stayed in got burnt down. Right, right. Uh, Fifty was mad because. Uh, she had a living boyfriend, you know, and uh, I guess he wasn't working. He feeling like, okay, I'm paying her this child support, but it's supporting other other, other things as well. And as we all know, Fifty can be a little emotional, <laughs> straight up, you know, j- j- just to be real about he's it. He's a cancer. Yeah, he's a, he's a cancer. Now he's feeling like, wow. So now my son's disrespect me. I, I I disown him, you know. Yeah. Because the son shouldn't ever like, get towards the father, but I think he needs to maybe look at some of the wrongs he did by not being around. Like it was you 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 were financially supporting your son, yeah, but. It's not about it's not it's not about the money. It's more about you being around doing things with him. You know what I mean? They say he missed his graduation and things of that nature. Don't do things in spite of the mother, and the mother shouldn't be doing uh, things in spite of the dad either. You know what I mean? I'm right. sure she probably put a few bugs now in the child's ear, ear, ear right. as well. Now, Fifty said he didn't get an invitation to the graduation. The mother said you don't need an invitation to your son's graduation. Nah, you're so, the guardian. You can call the school. Okay. All right, but, I agree um, with that. But but just so you agree with the mother? Yeah, he could have right. called down there if he really wanted to be there. Because I tell you what, if my son graduates, I'm going to be there. Ain't nobody right. going to tell you. He said, right I can't go. Guess that. what? 
I'm there. If I got to hop the fence or whatever. Yeah, right. Catch me on the nightly news, you know. Right, I'm getting in the building. My son just graduated from uh, middle school. Like I'm saying, like, and that was an emotional moment for me. Like, yeah. I couldn't I couldn't imagine me missing that. You yeah. see what I'm saying? So, at the end of the day, so my thing is with this. Just because 50 is a fool on social media, it don't mean he ain't crying in the background. I mean, you oh, can't. Yeah, he's obviously hurt. You can't convince me that this ain't a sign of hurt. So, my thing is, if you don't know how to love. Is this what you get from a person who's kind of like unstable? 50's father wasn't around. His mother was murdered. So there's nobody showing this man how to love. So in 50 Cent's mind, he's like, listen, I've given you over a million dollars. This is like I'm grinding for you. You motivated me to be this great. And son, I'm giving you all of this. But yet, when your mother tells you, I'm no good because I don't want to be with her. Because from what we read, because I sent you the article that I read, the mother, like I said, took care of him after he got shot. And she was like, okay, we on now. We got this million dollar deal from Aftermath Shady Records. We on. I ain't got to work. I ain't got to do nothing. The house that allegedly was burnt down. But how would you How would you take that, though? Like, you're living with a man who ain't working, who's allegedly the father to my son, right? Well, well, the right. stepdad to my son. Excuse me. You are not working. He's not working. Would you provide for, like, would you, you have to. Well, yeah, by law, I mean, well, you take well money, you get they weren't married. So all he has to do is pay child, child support. support. But should he put the roof over another man's head? I just, I really think it was some, I really think they was like egg anymore. I really, I really think so. Because she went and got a dude that wasn't working. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, she knew how to press She's not sure. working. She didn't even start no business. Like, where's your business? If 50 Cent has given you over a million dollars in child support, there's no business out of this? Yeah, I don't know. Sometimes, man, the child support thing is like a little overblown. If he's around there taking care of his child, man, handling things as a man, then, you know, you know, maybe they should work something out with the child support system where you don't got to, you know, go down there and have someone tell you how much money you got to pay to actually take take care of your uh, your child. But, like, from what I read, they're saying, like, it was it was times where it was, like, years we didn't see the boy, mm. you know? And, you know, he was running hard, man, <laughs> all across the country and the world tours and things like that. And I'm sure he, it was times that he didn't see his maybe son for an extended period of time. So that's all relevant, you know? It's all, it's all, it's all good when the kids, a child, they don't quite understand everything, but you got to understand, every child is going to grow up to be a grown-up. Right, and once that happens, they're gonna formulate their own opinions about what happened, and it's just, I think it's just a business between all of them, and hopefully they can find some um, some peace, man. Because there's no way a father should be on social media, especially talking, you know, threatening, almost threatening the life of you know, the son. <laughs> that's just too. That's just, that's just a bit much. That's man. that's that's crazy. That part I he, cannot. Some, some things should be kept in house. I cannot take up for him for that. No. And then they showed the scene of, because I didn't, maybe I did, because the episode on power where Kanan kills his son, yeah. I'm thinking like, oh, man. Very relevant. But now I sit back and think, but 50 had nothing to do with the writing, they mm-hmm. said. He had nothing to do with the writing. But it was just so real, because it's like, okay, so you're not my son. It's easy see, to tell some, your sometimes son. Sometimes the producers, they play off the real life scenarios right, right. to get like, they know. a higher emotion out of the actors. And they're like, okay, so you're not my son no more. You, you, you ghost son. So he smokes him, he kills him with no emotion. Yeah. And if you actually watch season three, I think he got close to Ghost Son. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like he wants this is this is what I'm saying. Even though 
50 Cent and his son is beefing on social media. He wants that bond with a child. And I think that's why he has that bond with the new child that he has. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Not only is he young, he's a baby. He's the most, a baby is the purest thing in the galaxy. Right. All they do is laugh and smile and they cry, but it's all pure. You know, when you're dealing with a baby or an infant, a one, two, three, four, five year old, it is the purest thing you can ever deal with. They don't know how to, you feel what I'm saying? Exactly. Yeah. They don't know how to be deceived. They don't that. know how to deceive you. So when he's, so the love he's showing to his new son, it's the it's like he needs that. He doesn't have a wife. He doesn't have a girlfriend. His son to him disowned him. The only love he's ever known is from his new son. You see what I'm saying? I think I think I think the reason why he's so upset, you know, with the younger of the older son rather, is that he seeks some peace with him, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's like he may be one of truth, but he's not gonna be the one to reach out to do it, you know what I mean? <laughs> he's like, Man, like you said, I'll give you all this money, I want right. you to be you know what I mean? Grateful. Just be you being ungrateful. You know he what I mean? You're an ungrateful child. He said something. He was just like, yeah, I'll talk to him to see what he says. Yeah. But, but 50, you the dad. You got to go out and reach out to this young man. I think there was one point in the article where the son wanted a specific car for his 16th yeah, birthday. Yeah, wanted Ferrari or something. And 50 said, I'll get you a car, but it's one you're going to have to work for. So to me, what 50 was trying to do was install. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Some hard work in him. I think what you say, he said he won't give him a Ferrari, but he'll give him a car. He said, you want a Ferrari, you got to work for that, whatever. Whatever, it's fine. Like, he doesn't, to be a good father, That me buying you a Ferrari is not going to make me a good father. Right. Me placing you in a car is safe and reliable. That makes me a good father. So, you know, right. I, I agree with him on that point. You know, like, you know, make these kids earn some things, you know. There's right. wrong with that. And I think that he, like, he's trying to instill, he's trying to install tough love in his son. He wants his son to respect him. I am not, giving the green light or saying that I'm okay with 50 cent and what he's doing on social media. Yeah. But what I'm saying is I'm trying to see 50 cents side. Once again, no man wants to be disrespected by his son, especially if I'm paying for the school. Like, okay, f- for example, the school that, you know, he didn't attend the graduation, but who pays for the school? I'm not saying that it's right, but in 50 cents eyes, okay, you know, send me a, send me an invite. I mean, I'm paying for you to go to these good schools. You be in the projects right it's kind, now. It's kind of hard to me. believe. It's kind of hard to, to believe that if he's in constant communication with his son, he didn't know when his son was graduating. He know. You know Everybody I mean? graduates the same time of the year. If you know how old your son is, you know when graduation. Seems like the bit, the, maybe it's just more geared towards the mother than than the, than the son, yeah. and because the 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 son you know is. Close to the mother, I think it bothers him. And he feels like the son should maybe be more loyal to him. You know what? You got a point there. And our whole thing is this, is that just maybe 50 Cent, a.k.a. Curtis Jackson, just does not know how to express that love. Like, for, for the first time in his life, he has to drop that shield that's wrapped around his body yeah. and go drop a tear to his son. I don't think he knows how to do that. I don't think he wants to do that. You see what I'm saying? It's like... Since we've known him or known of him, he's been this super thug. Yeah. And he don't want to let nobody close to him or his heart. But it's easy to let your one-year-old, your two-year-old, your three-year-old, however old this new son is, close to your heart. Because you know he will not betray you. He's too young to do that. Yeah. I think I think um, if he feels that he's being respected, you know, or... What he, what he's done for his son that he feels his son now accepts what he's done for him and respects him, 
I think at that point, then then he can do it. But his ego is just too big, man. Everybody know Fifty got the big old ego, man. Is it an ego or? But at the end of the or... day, just he should, you know, that's his son. No matter what, you know what I mean? Yeah. Don't wait for something tragic to happen. Right. And then go back and say, right, you know what like, I mean? like, what if something happened to Marquise? Yeah. Are you going to the hospital? Are you going to the funeral? Like, you can't miss these things. And it's crazy because I have a fifteen-year-old, a son. Isn't it like? The mom and the daughter normally clash, and the father and the son clash. Isn't that like just how it works, though, in the yeah, world? Like that's times, just how yeah. it is. So basically, him and his father clashing is just like natural things yeah. happen because Marquise is now a man. He's like eighteen. He's now become he's he's more 19. conscious, of everything. right? Like he's a man now. You feel what I'm saying? And at the end of the day, we know we all know how a man, well, a son and a mother are. I think maybe just want answers from his father. Like, where were you at, man? You know what I mean? The money was cool and all, but damn. But, but 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 that's what I want to know because when 51st but see okay but here's the thing though when 51st got on because the mother thought she was going with him to the top they allowed she allowed him to be in these videos and these cameos once the mother realized that 50 cent was not with her that's when the, the divide happened I don't think the adults handled it right. And it's crazy because last episode we had DJ Iron Mike on and we talked about the benefits of parents working together to celebrate the birthday of their children. Now we're talking about the opposite. You see what I'm saying? Like when, when the mother thought she was getting money, like when the mother thought, you know, 50 was still with her through his success, you saw the son once 50 cut her off because she believed 50 had something to do with the house being burned. Yeah, it was rumored. It was rumored. We don't got no facts. They said 50 was making a movie when this happened. But um, she believes that he had it burnt down. Yeah, because it was saying she, he wanted the guy out, right? That's what she claimed the cause was. How would you feel about that, though? If you, if regardless that, of how man, much money you had, and you couldn't really be there because your job is to travel the world, and you're paying for the mother, her boyfriend, and your son to live in a home where the guy that you're the guy who's not doing nothing for a living is basically the stepfather to your son who has to show your son how to be a man because you can't because you're not there. Well, I think, I think anybody's gonna, male or female probably bother him to a certain degree. But, yeah, you know, if you if you're doing what you're supposed to do as far as like your court orders, paying your child support, I mean, according to the rules of the courts. Yo, they could use that. I guess they could use that money as they as they see fit, man. Mm-hmm. That person ain't gonna be single forever now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just because you don't want to, don't mean somebody else can want it. But a fact. Yo, he you was know, saying that yo, it was like it ended because of infidelities on her part. On her part or his? On her part is what he was her saying. Part? That's what he was saying. Nah, I remember when he got on, he started messing with Vivica. Yeah. Well, I don't, we I don't think, know. I think at that point they was they may have been part at that point. We don't know. Because like he even said in the wait, movie, wait, they wait. painted her in a different light in the movie. Just and he had to do that, or they wanted, She wasn't gonna allow him to make the movie to, to paint her in the light that he wanted to. So <laughs> the only reason the movie was able to, to go because he said he had to paint her in that positive light. Oh, yeah. so maybe she didn't help him back. The yeah. so maybe she didn't nurse him back. That's to fifty claims, yo. That's what he said. Oh, fifty claims that. Yeah. Oh, two sides of every story. It is two sides. And this is why I want to have this conversation. Because for you out there who think 50 Cent just puts his light-skinned son on Instagram, I think he wants that love from his Yeah, I don't sons. think it has nothing to do with that. I don't think it has nothing to do with the skin complexion. I just think that this son is innocent. Listen, I got a 15-year-old, a 13-year-old, and a 2-year-old. 
there is something about the two-year-old that is so innocent that draws me to him. I love all three of my children. You understand yeah. what I'm saying? But it's something about the baby. Just because they babies, that's all. Where I'm like, yo, I can tell you anything. I can talk to you about anything. I can be as goofy. I can be anything that I want in the world, and you're just going to laugh, and you're going to smile Plus at me. Plus, at that point in life, they depend on you 100% for everything. You know what I mean? So... It's nothing like when it's you never walk gonna be in that a bad door. Day. It's nothing like when you walk in that door and the little one acknowledges you. You see what I'm saying? Like yeah. it, it's just a different energy. And like I say, I love my 15 year old. I love my 13 year old. I don't know how I would react because this is what I'm saying. First off, this Ciroc pineapple is delicious. <laughs> it is delicious. Shout out to Joe for bringing it. I have at 18 is when I had my first kid. And at 18, I knew I had to change my life. Right. I sacrificed my life for them. If my son at 15 today disrespected me, I don't know how I would take that. I wouldn't threaten to shoot him. Nah. <laughs> I wouldn't threaten to shoot him, but I wouldn't know how to take that because at the end of the day, I want respect a thousand percent. Even though you don't know as a son what I've done to sacrifice but you know that old young, the, the old lion, young lion thing is always laying in the bushes, man. It's always there. And that's so, why so we... So you know the day going to come where they're going to try a little bit, you know what I mean? And that's why we get a little emotional. It's yeah. like, son, you don't know mm-hmm. what I've done or what I'm doing right. or what I plan on doing for you. Exactly. You don't know what I've done. So 50 Cent is laying in the cut like, son, I've given you over a million dollars. Million dollars. Don't ever come at me sideways. Do you know who I am? I'm I'm the provider. Your mother does not work. Yeah, it's me. For the kid, I don't think it's much about money to him, man. I think it's about like he had a dad that was an entertainer, and uh, a lot of a lot of these kids who have um, parents that entertainers, even pro athletes, you know what I mean, or high profile people, they're not going to be around a lot. Even people who have military parents. So that's that's one of the things. Now, when he had his free time. Was he coming around to see him? Was oh. he saying he was going to come and didn't come? That type of thing? Oh. I don't know. But you, but did you read the part where he actually came through the house and the son didn't answer? Oh, him? yeah. So there like is I said, time. He's emotional, man. Too where emotional. 50, 50 came through the crib. He was like, yo, what's up? You know, I'm here. Like, I ain't going to be in town for long. And he knocked on the door and the son turned the lights out or something. Didn't answer. Allegedly, we well, don't know. he don't know, know if the kid was in there. But Bird, he was we don't that, know. But then Maybe. The, the, the kid texted him back and said, hey, I'm here now. And then he was like, fuck that, man. I'm going back to Atlanta. Catch a plane. So, yeah. Yeah. So you know, he, he, I just think he, I think he really is a little emotional about it, man. Everybody know how 50 could be sometimes. Yeah. Man. So at the end of the day, like like I said. But no, that's your son, man. So. That's your son. No man. But it's crazy because it's like, what's our, no man, no father wants to be disrespected by their son. But Curtis, that's your son. Yeah. At the end of the day, I need, I want. And this might be the Ciroc talking because I'm nice right now. Mm-hmm. I need y'all to piece that up. You feel me? That's yeah. your son. You feel what I'm saying? Like, Curtis, need- you are too old to be running to social media to badmouth your child. Word. Stop it. That's a fact. I don't think he did it at first, though. I think when you was reading it, if you read it like I read it, he was texting them yeah. and they posted it. I think a lot of this stuff was like post um, text messages. You feel what I'm saying? Like, like he wasn't going on social media. But like I said, like it's nothing wrong with. But you got some celebrities, right, yeah. who buy their kids their that Bentley or that Maybach for their sixteenth birthday, and then if you're if 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 you fifty cent and you don't buy it because you're like, yo, I think French Montana might have said it. He said, nah, my son, I'm not spoiling my son. My yeah, son it was nothing wrong with him not buying them for right. That that doesn't even make sense. 
If I got to buy a Ferrari to be considered a good father, I guess I'm going to be a badass dad. <laughs> Straight up. Because you ain't getting no goddamn Ferrari. My first car was a 1991 Ford Escort with the hatchback, man. Straight up. That's a fact, man. Full 50. And they was beefing. And they was beefing. Well, see, it's hard to call it beefing between a father and son. But they weren't getting along. But the son was like, yo, I want a Ferrari. Like, son, you ain't getting that. I don't know if he would have bought him that Ferrari, whether they was. No, nah, I don't think he should. I don't think he. I think, yo, I think, from what I read, I think it was more from a principal standpoint. He's saying, okay, it's your birthday, whatever. I'll get you a car, no problem. But I'm not getting a Ferrari. If you want a Ferrari, that's fine. But work a little bit for that. Yeah, I don't, I don't see wrong nothing with wrong that. with that. Like I said, somebody the, give you a free car. A free car is a free car. Take it. Yeah. It's going to get you where you got to go. What you need a Ferrari for? Yeah. You know? Right. At 16. <laughs> no need for that. Yeah. That, that's a fact, man. Are we about to get off that? I think we spent enough time on that, man. But listen, like, just do your research on that. I mean, now, I mean, before you just go jumping out the window thinking like, oh, 50 cents a clown for only posting one son. I personally think he would love... And Marquise said he hasn't met his brother yet, you know, mm. which is obvious. You know, we can tell. We can see why. But um, 50 Cent, Curtis Jackson is very childish in this situation. Exactly. But I think that the mother has influenced the son. And like I said, as a father, disrespect from the son will never be tolerated. 50 like 40, ain't he? Yeah, he's 40. Damn, bro. Come on. <laughs> 40? Um, I want to um, switch lanes right now. I want to talk about something when it comes to the education of the children. And I know you about that life, Joe. Mm-hmm. Slavery. It's important. Slavery. Education. Freedom. Slavery, right? When, what age, and how should we teach our children about slavery because schools aren't teaching? My, got me to thinking, when did we learn? Well, well, when did you learn? Did you learn in school or was it somewhere else that you learned about slavery? Because I don't probably, remember probably, learning probably, in school. No, nah, not in school. Probably at, at home. Very, very little. Uh, I mean, it had stuff about the slave, say, the slave trade in school, but it wasn't very descriptive of the of the real uh, atrocities of it as a whole. Okay. You know, they touched on it briefly, you know, dates and things like that. But, yeah. I mean, if you got kids, I mean, it, it, I mean, each parent is different. I guess there's no right or wrong way. But I, I would say you inform kids of the history as soon as possible because you don't want mm. you – people – People got to understand how how we came to this point. Right. You know what I mean? To want to do better. Right. Before you can ever know how to solve, you know, something, you got to know what the problem is. Right. It's crazy because I had my kids. We watched the 13th. I don't know if it's the 13th or the 13th, my fault. Yeah. 13th. But it's on Netflix, and we watched it, and um, I watched it with my kids. Like, slavery in the old days is not on my mind. So maybe I might have dropped the ball on it, but I was talking to my kids one day. We at the dinner table, you know, um, we like to have conversations while probably at the dinner table. Um, and they just was like, they don't know nothing about slavery. Mm. I took that personally because I said maybe it was something that I did wrong. Maybe I should have been, right. but it's not on my mind. Nobody's thinking about slavery. Yeah. I'm thinking about how I'm going to, you know, get better and we move forward. So I said, okay, we're going to have a family night. We're going to sit down. We're going to watch 13. Yeah. They watched it. And I understood what was going on. I don't think they understood. It's like, no. okay, like, wow, like, damn. Like, I don't really think that they really took it in. So it's kind of like, okay, maybe I brought this to them too late. Or maybe the attention span of the children, they like, really? They treated us like that? It's like, it's kind of like too late to give they, it to them. They probably, they don't have a full understanding of it probably because they don't teach civics in school anymore. Right. So they don't even understand these terms that we be thrown out. 
in this documentary unless you have some 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 basic knowledge of us uh, of civics right and i think that may be one of the issues you know that they have but we can't just let this you know count on the schools 100 percent to educate your, your, your children you know what i mean to get through you know social issues and understand social issues you need to be teaching you know dumb things like that at home but i think what's what what's even more to uh, important to teach the kids in slavery is the ramifications after slavery. Because I think a lot of people think that, you know, once slavery was over, everyone was free, you know, and black people somehow went out went out and about, created these great lives and, and, and lived and have every opportunity in the world to succeed. You know, it was never any pre- oppression. And a lot of Americans, you know, do think that way. Right. But we need to, you know, let them know exactly what happened. Tell them about, you know, how, you know, how the schools weren't equal. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Tell them how yo you pretty much considered a second class citizen. Everything was uh, that you got was pretty much yo know, second hand. You know, that's exactly uh, why the, the Jim Crow laws, right, you know, right. the unfair laws when it came to uh, to drug laws that that imprisoned a lot of people. You know, so I think that's more important to teach that way. We can really understand what happened to our communities, how they got so decimated. Mm. You know, instead of just telling people, oh, slavery this, slavery that, okay, that's 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 cool, but it's a bigger, it's, it's much larger than that, you know what I mean? The, the, the concentrated effort by the, by the government at that time to hold these people back, like, it was like, the only thing uh, worse than not being free is the illusion of freedom to me, mm. you know what I'm saying? Yo, that's, there, that's a gym. You, you're sitting there telling, wait, wait, wait. telling somebody they free, mm. all right, go ahead, you Roman, but now you free, but opportunity is so limited. That you would you would consider reselling yourself as, as practically practically a slave mm. just to get by and that you know and that weighs heavy on a person's mental man we all been there living check to check or whatever it's a lot of people to still do right. and it's rough man that's exactly it's what, mentally draining and exhausting right that was definitely a question I was going to ask too was like well what do you actually teach do you teach before slavery how we was kings and queens and how we live good. Or did you teach the slavery or do you teach after the slavery? Because there's three levels to this. And I hear people all the time. Right. And I hear people all the time talk about how I'm tired of watching slave movies. I'm tired of watching us getting whipped. We are more than that. Like before we were whipped with chain. Like before we got brought over here by the boat, you know, we lived a certain lifestyle. You see what I'm saying? But all they keep showing us was, you know, we ain't worth the ground we walk on. So my whole thing with that is, well, what do we teach? What do we teach your children? And that's something that you, as a parent, um, you decide. But we're talking about this because, like I said, my son is 15, my daughter is 13, and I just happened to have the conversation with them. Like, I didn't know that they weren't teaching this in school because I personally don't remember where I learned it from. I know all about it now. I just can't remember where it was first brought to me yet. Well, we all saw Roots, so... Well, I haven't seen Roots. You never saw Roots? I haven't seen wow. Roots. I haven't seen Roots. That's surprising. You know what? Roots was probably on. I just didn't, you know what I'm saying? Like, because I know my family. Yeah. Trust me. Put it like this. I know it was on. And I don't really think I got my knowledge from it there, though. Yeah. But I got my knowledge from somewhere. I just do not remember. But as parents, we need to teach our kids about this because now they're going to grow up and not know where they come from. And that's like one of the worst things but that I, could possibly happen. I did, I did learn about Jim Crow law school. And also not, not just, not just black people or minorities. You need to be educated on civics. Um, and the, the, the history of how we arrived here. I think that the white counterparts need to be educated on as well, because a lot of them don't even understand the full, 
the full struggle of what actually took place. Mm. They just see, you know, they've been listening to what media says. These people are lazy. They don't wear for it. There's right. this and this and this. So they don't know the full story. So that's all they've been ever fed. So you got to look at both ends of the spectrum. They've right. been brainwashed as well mm. to look at you a certain way when they see you because that's yeah. all they ever saw. They never lived by you. They, they right. don't know any different. Did you see that um, meme of that um, girl who brought a project in and she said the um, benefits, well, she basically was like slavery wasn't that bad. And she and she had a post a post of the benefits of slavery. Did you see? No, that? I didn't see it, man. But that's but, just because they don't right. know. They ignorance. don't know. She actually made. She actually had a project based on the cons and the goods and bad of slavery. Yeah. Like there was actually something good out of it. Out of it for blacks. Yeah. You know, blacks weren't treated that bad. Blacks that lived in the that is still me, bad no matter what. When someone's owning you as property. That's 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 pretty bad, man. Bro, they men used to rape men. Yeah. White slave owners used to rape black men. Yeah. That's Romans. wild, yeah. for no reason at all. You see what I'm saying? Well, just because well, they could, just just because they power. could privilege, privilege, and it's just like what what crossed their mind to make them think that that was the thing to do. I'm going to take this man, I'm going to take my Johnson and insert it in him. But they said that it was a way to basically take the biggest man on the campus and, uh, and show him. Yeah. Right. And show you in front Castry. of your village. You ain't nothing. I'm the man. Yeah. And these things need to be taught. But it's just like, in what order and how do you teach your children? Because like I say, some people might not want to just talk about the whips and chains about what they did to us, how they raped. I bet know. even if they didn't even get to the most graphic points of it you know what i mean people can still get the just mm. if you give them a the timeline how mm. long jim crow lasted the segregated schools that that was a long time you know and i see so many so many like white people that aren't educated on the subject of what actually happened the one guy uh i'm friends with on facebook you know what i mean he says uh i said something about i made a post about the black panthers one time he says the black panthers were a terrorist group they were racist and terrorists i'm like do you even realize <laughs> That they advocated for poor whites as well. Like, mm. this is stuff that people just don't know. So they've been programmed by the TV and it's all they ever seen. So that's the only perception they'll ever have. Right. Unless they interact with these people and say, man, this guy ain't so bad. You know what I mean? There's fair minded right. white people out there too. People say, some people might say, oh, white people are bad. But I met some, you know, fair minded white people that I do understand, like, what's going on, you know? Well, it's crazy because I think what they also need to know is we wouldn't be free if it wasn't for white people. Yeah, they, they fought, yeah. Like, 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 people like to credit it to certain black activists, but if it wasn't for white people standing with us. Especially when you're the minority. You need, right. you need the majority. You Someone need, to stand up and do the right thing. You need somebody who don't look like you to stand next to you for it to actually generate yeah. with the people, you know? Yeah. Um, before I forget, on topic, did you see what the Sixers did? No, the 76ers? Um, there was a singer... Oh, Seven Streeter. Yeah. yeah, she wanted to sing the national anthem with We Matter. It, it just said We Matter. Yeah, that's, that's what I didn't get either. Yeah, it just said We Matter, and they told her that they sh- that she could not. They allegedly said that she signed um, a contract stating she couldn't um, have certain, um, you know, gear on, where it, yeah. it, it spoke on certain things. I, I'm i not going to, you know, don't quote me on that, but I know that allegedly they said she signed that. And they didn't allow her to... I don't think she sung. I don't think she sung. But now the Sixers are apologizing. They want to bring her back. But that was wild, though. Who they had to sing the anthem instead? I don't recall. Because I didn't but, hear about it until after yeah, the fact. That was pretty wild. I, you know, the surgeon said, we matter. I, I was kind of surprised at that. Yeah. 
especially sing, uh, switching the natural uh, anthem singer minutes before performance. That's kind of wild. Right. Do you yeah. know how did, much you know preparation she, yeah, you, you know, got to go through to sing the national anthem? Like that's, that's a nerve job on yeah. its own. Did she uh, accept the invite to come back? I don't know. I got to look into that. Mm. Um, hopefully she did, and she wears her We Matter shirt. Yeah. And the Sixers were wrong because um, I think they got emails from players yeah. and other people who let them know, like, yo, my, like, like, what are y'all doing? You see Especially what I'm you had the whole thing where the, where the NBA players came out and finally made the uh, semi-statement about, uh, what, was, what was that, LeBron, uh, Melo, Melo, CP3. Uh, yeah. CP yeah, they got this new commercial out with cops playing basketball with the yeah. urban kids. All of that's cool and all of that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, we would love for an America like that, but that's not our reality. No. Um, that's cool. Um, D-Wade going back to Chicago, um, he said that he would definitely like to help the youth in Chicago, and that's cool. I do think that's dope. Um, I don't know if I touched on this last week or not, but last week they had um, a special before the Orlando game on the 49 victims from the Orlando shooting at the um, nightclub. nightclub. And that's cool. But my whole thing is, well, 49 Chicago black kids die in in a weekend. Nobody bats an eye. You know, and that's just my whole thing. So to me, that goes hand in hand. You know what I'm saying? It's like if you got an organization behind you, um, like yeah, you definitely got a platform to speak, use it. Yeah, you know, if, don't be afraid. If Orlando didn't honor the forty nine lives lost, nobody would have even thought about it. Yeah. Nobody was thinking about it, but they chose to do that. Mm-hmm. So for the seventy sixers to do what they did, you know, to me it's kind of like, wait a minute, y'all can honor the forty nine lost in Orlando, which is cool. I'm all for that. Don't get it twisted. But at the end of the day, you know. At the end of the day, what I'm saying is black people, we still look like the bottom of the earth. We still look like scum. Name any race you want in the world. Name any group. We will always come in last in everybody's eyes, you know, based well, on. It's just, it's, just, it's just what the media portrays, you know. You know, in America, you have prominent black communities. How many have, how many have you ever seen on TV? Mm-hmm. Whenever they put us on TV, they're going to put the worst. Most of the time, they put the worst that they can find. Right. But, you know, we know better. We move in different circles, you know, so. Yeah, you can't so, go by what you see on media. Like that's what I'm saying. You gotta you gotta learn some stuff outside of what you, your traditional schooling and what you see in the media. Because if you're not having personal interactions with people, is you can't get a true judgment of character. You know, that's a fact. You gotta really interact with people to get a true judgment of the person's uh, character, no matter what they look like. But I think the media helps to you know to paint these type of you know the, these uh, descriptions of minorities, always you know showing them in their worst state. You know. If we're going to change things, we got to promote some positive to our youth to show them, you know, there is a way and, um, and we could do it. And for the parents, this this um, this message is basically based on teach to teach your children about slavery whenever you see fit. You know, don't wait too late. Sometimes, you know, it's no such thing as too late, but, you know, don't wait so long, you know, and teach them whichever part you want to teach them about. It's three parts. It ain't just about the whips and chains. Yeah. It's about before. It's about then, and it's about after. You know, let them know why they're actually here. A lot of black kids don't know that they're living in poverty. Like, no. they don't know. Like, I do Uber, and I take people all over the place. Do you know that I still get, like, my eyes still get big to actually go to these communities where they have these big homes yeah. and all this grass and all these kids playing? I'm like, dog, i never seen none of this coming up. Yeah. I didn't even know none of it, my fault. I didn't even know none of this even existed. None of the kids know that green grass 
playing together, living next to each other. Big homes exist. That's why I think you you get a lot of the bias from because you can't like just like you like you said and said you can't understand like you never like seen like seen anything like these big homes coming up so you don't really fully grasp or understand it. Those, a lot of those people that live in those types of homes and those type of communities they never experience poverty. Never. You know what I mean? And they say is those people just don't work hard enough. Yo, right. but some of the you know poor people, some of the hardest working people I know, man, it's cats out there working two three jobs. Uh. You know. Just to keep it afloat, yeah, I used to work two jobs myself, so I know what it's like, you know. But it's just it's just two different ends of the spectrum, and I try to tackle social issues with an open mind, you know, trying to consider in both sides, you know what I mean? Right. But I I used to be more biased towards just 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 thinking of the situation I'm in. But as I got older, I learned to you know expand my thinking to like okay, think think things through from all perspective, you know what I mean, all standpoints, not just yours, and it helps you you know get a little bit better understanding. Yeah, that's crazy, man. Like I said, teach your kids about this because nobody else will. We cannot afford to not know about this. Nah, we cannot afford to not know. I don't care if it's the next century. We can't afford not to teach our children. So I want my children, when they have children, you got to teach yours. And then it has to keep going. We can never forget this. And I think that's what America wants. They want us. They want to basically wipe it clean. Um, and we we just can't. So that's all responsibility. And that's the thing. A lot of us are working two jobs. A lot of us is out working, working three jobs, working 16-hour yeah. shifts. And sometimes, you know, like I say, slavery is just not on your mind. It's not something to think about. But it's something we can't forget about. We got to keep teaching our kids, man. Yeah, it's just America likes to uh, bury the hard truths. They do. You know, but it, it, goes, it goes along with being a country. Like, you make mistakes, you learn from them, you know. Don't make laws that further uh, oppression and you know, increase poverty, because that, that that's what happened at the slavery. I think a lot of people don't realize that they just a lot, a lot of people who like don't know. They just think once the change came off, it was over. Right. And now you see a lot of a lot of people out here walking around with mental change. It's not mm. even physical change. The Ooh, mental ones. Gems. That's that's destroying. That's destroying. It that's, ain't the physical change. It's the mental yeah. change. Damn. They need to see greatness and know they can be great. Everyone's to me. Everyone's born to be great. It's up to you. You know what I mean? Or find to find a way to you know bring that out of you. Mm. That's deep right there, man. So we definitely. I always say one thing, man. Um, everybody not gonna have a storybook life, but you can have a storybook ending straight mm. up. Woo! What's better than the ending, huh? As long as what's it's better good, than man. going out with a blaze? Yeah, especially when you know you started from the bottom. That's the best feeling in the world. Facts, straight like that. Now the intro to this show, we had celebrities, rappers. Um, priests, we had, you know, regular street people talking about blacks for Trump. Mm. It's real out there. I've never seen blacks for anything. I don't, you know, it's crazy to actually, if you think about it, but here's my question. And like I said, I told somebody this in Uber and I might want to trademark this behind every stupid conversation is a gem in there somewhere, somewhere there's a gem in every stupid conversation. So here's my question to you, Joe. Are black people finally done with the promises of the Democratic Party every four years about what they're going to do for the African-Americans, a.k.a. black? Some people like don't like being called African-Americans. To me, I don't think I didn't do the Democratic or Republican candidates, you know, because either, either candidate that gets in there, they come to our communities when they want votes, and that's mostly the only time you see them. And I, th- I think we got to start voting more on the issue 
than voting, you know, for uh, particular parties, you know. You know, it's a few people that, 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 you know, that represent our community that do a great job. Bonnie Watson, you know what I mean, Shirley Turner, people like that. But you, you take a look at our city. We got a whole democratic, you know what I mean, right. gov- government. Right. And what's different? Nothing. <laughs> what's different? So, like, we, we get caught up in these, in these uh, presidential elections when really our local elections are more important because this is, this is, this is the stuff that touches close to home. This is where the funding is coming from. So I think we need to vote, you know, for whoever you, whoever's, you know, talking about the issues that concern you the most. Cause like a lot of times we will come, they'll come down here. They'll give people in the community a bunch of free stuff. And we don't even talk to them about what we want. Right. Or tell them, you know, the issues, you know, don't, don't, don't settle for like the, the head. Now don't thank them and shake their hands and take pictures with them until they actually done something. I think, I got. I made a post about. It. I think we've been beat down for so long and neglected. You know, here in this community, is that as soon as something comes, we just hop on it, right? Without even considering the the the, the longevity of it, nor the the pros or cons. You know what I mean? Or the impact you have on your community. Mm-hmm. So I think that's something we we we, we need to look at. Definitely. But I think I think a lot of the, the poor communities are frustrated as a whole with voting because mm. you hear people saying, "I ain't gonna vote." Right. You know what I mean? No, I don't agree. I think both of these people that's running for president don't have the general, you know, the general will to do good by the people, to be honest. You know what I mean? They're more about themselves than anybody. But that's not going to stop them from voting because, you know, I know the history behind that. I know what people went through just to go in and be able to cast a ballot. Right. You know, and people don't know you. You don't have to vote for them if you don't want to. You know, there's other, there's other candidates running as well. It's so, four presidential yeah. candidates, man. And many people don't know that. So then, if, even if you're frustrated, or whatever, you just cast your vote, man, because people went through a lot just to be able, just just for you to go in there and have the opportunity. But why don't they put the mother four on a debate? Like they they make it seem like it's well, only two. Well, what the rules is, is you got to be polling. Is, you have to be polling a certain percentage to be able to make the stage. That's not. If you remember, if you remember the Republicans, man, they had about sixteen people for running for president. So <laughs> most of those people you never saw on stage, or they had like a little secondary stage. They put the people who are polling a little lower. Yeah, that's 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 definitely crazy. Cause I I I asked myself this question at one time: um, Why am I a Democrat if I am right. one? I don't know why I'm one. You right. feel what I'm saying? It's like that's just what I was told. I don't know if anybody told me that I was, or they might have said, "Well, Democrats are for the poor." Yeah. And I think that was what was told to me. I don't know who told me, but all of a sudden I know that I'm I'm a Democrat, so I'm voting. Democrat based on the Democrats are always talking about what they can do for the urban communities. But with some things that Donald Trump is, some things that Donald Trump says is correct. Mm -hmm. Every four years, Democrats get up here and they talk about what they want to do for African Americans, AKA blacks, and they never do it. Right. But also read up on, like, I think Barack Obama has done something, something like a, a bunch of things for the Latinos. Why? Because they actually got together and put some money into his election. Right. What black, what blacks don't understand what we need to do is we actually need to financially contribute to elections. I don't think we do. We're just the ones sitting around saying, hey, yo, what you're going to do for us if you want my vote? And yeah. then they spew lies at us. This is, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. And it never happens. Yeah, there's a lot of empty promises. I tell people, I, I say now, recently, I'm saying, listen, don't just read the headlines. Read the article. Mm. 
Because people will sit there and read, oh, we're going to do this and do that, and never really check into their history. You know, each one, you can go on, if you vote for a legislator, you can go right to the state website and look that legislator up and see how they voted on every single issue that they voted on, you know? Right. And if it wasn't your interest, you don't have to vote for that person. It's crazy because, um, ooh, I lost my train of thought. That I think, I think one of the issues, too, maybe be the literacy, the literacy issues that we have, you know what I mean? So people read things. I mean, it's not that I'm not saying that people can't literally read. It's just that they, you know, they don't want to. They, they, they don't they, or yeah, you know, they don't comprehend what they read. If that too, so I think you, that's one of the. You're not issues. comprehending what you're reading, or you'll look to see how long it is, and you'd be like, "I'm not reading this." Yeah, that's that's that. Now, my whole thing, like I remember when Barack Obama ran against McCain. Mm. I love the fact that a black man was running for president, but I was also looking for McCain to win me over. Like, I wasn't on some, I'm a Democrat, I'm going to just vote for the black man. I was not on that. Okay, McCain, say something to me that I think that I'm going to register with, and I don't think he ever did. What's his other name? Romney? Him too. It's like, okay, tell me something. Right. Because I ain't ain't one of them people that's just on some, listen, that's a black man run, I'm going to vote for that black man. Oh, they're Democrats. I'm going to vote for this Democrat. Because at the end of the day, ask yourself, why are you even a Democrat? You don't even know. You don't even know. There was some documentary um, posted on that the Democrats were more racist than the Republicans, but it was directed by the person that did um, like a horror movie. So I didn't click on it. Yeah, well, like, well, that don't even make sense. Way back when the parties, they had flipped roles. You know, the Republicans right. were like the Democrats and the Democrats were like the Republicans. And then JFK came, right? It, was it JFK? Uh, I'm, not, I'm not actually everything? sure when it, when, right. it, when it flipped okay. over. But I know. Um, I think JFK was a Democrat, and he had you know favor for certain types of uh, people, and I think that's when we actually became black people, became quote unquote Democrats. But once again, we don't know. At the end of the day, both parties are racist. Yeah, it's both be. parties don't care about nothing that you do. No, you just have to. They basically. just want the votes. They just want the votes. It. And the thing is, the difference between both parties, and this is this is what I think, um, the Republicans tell you how it is. Yeah, I think the they, Republicans they, they are honest favor, people. They definitely favor the rich. They favor the rich, but they tell you how it is. Yeah. Like, like everything Trump said is what people think. Keep it a hundred. Yeah. What Hillary says is, you know, it's the fantasy world of what... No fluff. Yeah, it's like, like, this is how we want this country to go. But we know both parties are lying, but we know Trump has just a little bit of... Like, he's actually being real. There's actually rednecks out there that that still want stop and frisk. There's actually racist, yeah, Trump racist and his right. part, running partner. They both want it. They both want stop and frisk. But I don't, they, think they, they, I don't think they have a true grasp of how that impacts the community and how that impacts the relationship that the community has with the police. Mm-hmm. It's going to create tensions. You know, there's already tension there. Why do that? You're just allowing some people who do the job already from a biased perspective to just go out there and do whatever they want with no repercussions. Right. Violating people's rights, you know what I mean? Right. And, and the thing about it is, when they were doing New York, the amount of the, the amount of paraphernalia and guns didn't go up very much. It was like, what, it was like 0.6% or something. All these people you stopped. <laughs> so basically, it led, it led to a lot of people being disgruntled because, you know, they'd be a walk home from work and they're just being stopped for no reason. Mm-hmm. Just it was because, all black just, people. Just, yeah, minorities, you know, poor minorities, and you could, just because they look a certain way. That's that's not democracy to me. That's 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 communism, bro. Do you know what it'd be like if we actually stopped these white boys? <laughs> They'd have a fit. 
this stop and frisk would never yeah, exist. Yeah, they would band together and they would, they yeah. would just stop it out. If you just actually just stop them, because basically... But sadly, many of the voices from the poor community is The black out. kids who sagged their pants got the crack. But the white boys who wear the suits got the cocaine. It's like it's you can stop whoever and you'll find something. Exactly. But you put cocaine in the white neighborhoods and you give them slaps on the wrist. You put crack in the hoods and you lock people up for it. You can stop any man or woman on this planet. I'm pretty sure you'll find something. Yeah. Them. They just chose to only stop the yeah, minority. So I said, if you want to implement stop and frisk, why not make it across the board? That's the only way you know, stopping frisk would actually it. work. Because guess who would go to well, jail? Well, it worked exactly how they wanted to work. How they, yeah. <laughs> you know I mean? I, so. They, yeah. So Donald Trump can talk about how he, like, stopping frisk. Because at the end of the day, let's say they, they never stopped black people. Mm-hmm. And you take stopping frisk and you're like, okay, maybe this is a good idea. If you did it the right way. Right. If you did it the right way, you could take so many people, like, so many CEOs... I think it's I think it's just lazy a lazy foreign police and if you want to catch people that are doing wrong, do your do your due diligence. You know what I mean? Investigate. Don't just go out there. It's like netting a bunch of fish. Like you're looking for a certain type of fish, right? You see this huge school that swims by of another certain another uh, type of fish, but you just got to that that the whole group of fish because you know you're gonna catch some. Right. Or the fish you're actually looking for. Yeah, you. So know. we'll take those fish that we want, and other ones we'll just throw back. That's you know, a fact. Like, that's, that's that's not a very efficient way of doing things. Blacks for Trump, man. That's you know. I just think that that's crazy. But let me just do say this though. Like, I mean, if we truly believe in democracy, we wanted things to be fair across the board. You know, people are free to vote however they however they see fit. You right. know, what I mean, they may want to vote for Trump for you know uh, uh, um, whatever their particular reasons are. One of the reasons why I would not vote for him is simply because of the stop and frisk things. Not to say that he hasn't brought up some valid points, you know what I mean? Like That's no, the thing. no one wants like a he, person. He has as, brought up to, some great points to, to be as uncouth as he is to run in an office because he's he's literally Trump. a dangerous because you never know what he's going to fucking do. You know what I mean? Right. You, you don't want somebody like that in control of a goddamn country. You know what I mean? That 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 he wake up three in the morning just yeah. pissed off at nothing. I'm yeah. going to start a war. But if we believe in democracy <laughs> and we believe for our ability to vote, we want to you know everyone should have to. Uh, the same right to vote vote for whoever, whoever you want to. Whatever yeah. your reason is, that's part of being in a democracy. So did we you, can't be mad about that. Did you see Joe Walsh? I think that's his name. He said he's going to grab the musket if Trump don't win. Did you see that? Yeah, that's just crazy, man. Some people just itching for for certain things. Like I said, they've never been educated on the history of how things went, so they got this perceived notion in their head. But you know what? You see each generation gets better. Like this generation has been a little bit better. The next one will get better. You know I'm what? not saying from a governmental standpoint. Right. Because you got the same lawmakers up there because they don't have terms. Which Trump did mention they should have terms, which was a good a good point point by him. Maybe but from from a human standpoint, I think people do treat treat people better than what they used to, you know what I mean? Right. But from a governmental standpoint, you know, like I said, they keep you know what I mean, they give you this illusion of freedom, which is worse, you know what I mean, to me. You know what I mean? I think I think um I lost my train of thought, dog. I didn't have too many shots. <laughs> I didn't have too much Ciroc. <laughs> um, blacks for Trump. I'm trying to find my train of thought. I done lost it. But Trump has made some good points, but he's made so many dumb points. Yeah. Like that time where he was at this show and black 
no white people was actually punching like they was actually hitting black women yeah. and he was just like back in the day yeah. they would have been blah 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 it's like you said so many dumb things it's like Trump like just maybe so many wrong things that that's not conducive to moving right, the country right so forward. many wrong things like you've you've said some good things but you said so many dumb things that it's hard to look at the good things that you've said yeah. it's like Trump I can never vote for you what? because of the dumbness that you display. It's like you've dropped some gems. You have. Hillary have been in the Congress. She's she hasn't, have, been she hasn't had to done much, much at all. Just pretty and much she has never done anything. He hurts himself. But at the same time, you shoot yourself in the foot. Every time. Every time. And then I'll be sitting at the, um, what's that, the debates. And I'll be like, all right, Trump, say something. And he has, his debate is a, his debate is a repeat of what he says. Hmm. You know, he'll say like, you know, Hillary's a bad person. I'm a good person. Both yeah, me. like I'm we want to hear person. some more uh, points we on what you're actually hear doing. What you're going to do, but yet you stay steady talking. Want to hear how, some plans, some policies, man? How you plan on moving the country forward? If he were to focus on that, you know what I mean. I think people would have been more willing to listen to him instead of just trying to like what you what you pretty much did, bull, bully his way through. Because uh, once you small when, loan, when, yeah, once you become a world leader, that that's not going to work, you know. You can't just get pissed off every time someone says something you don't like. You gotta, <laughs> you gotta work. The way it works is you gotta work with the enemies. You know what I mean? Yeah. You want to keep them close because you, you know you want to know what they're doing over there. He's not going to work with nobody. If Trump becomes president, we might as well all just get ready to put on our boots, put on our helmets. And grab yeah, our these guns. emails that Hillary had come out came out this week. The, the thing they talk about doesn't help at all. They said that the Clintons are a. Um, I can't remember what they said, but they said that the Clintons ain't no good. Like, this is just what yeah. they're saying. So, like I said... They, def- I they definitely made bad policy um, in the past that has dramatically affected you out, like Bill Clinton. And then Bill Clinton, they got Bill Clinton. I'm watching this commercial. They got him talking bad about Obamacare. It's like, you got Michelle Obama shimmying. She was shimmying. If you mm-hmm. can't see me, I'm shimmying. They got Michelle Obama shimmying with, Mich- uh, with uh, Hillary Clinton. Like in there, and you got Barack Obama supporting Hillary Clinton, but you got Bill Clinton. You got Bill Clinton talking about how bad Obamacare is. It's like dogs. You got to shut your mouth. Yeah, they said the premiums were rising, man. <laughs> I personally don't know. I don't have Obamacare. But at the same time, it, what he tried to do was good. But when you got Congress stopping everything that you're trying to do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, it's like they 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 started out. That's how Trump was born, huh? That's how Trump was born, man. They didn't focus on developing the candidate, and mm. still they focused eight years on trying to like vote anything down that Obama uh, tried to push forward. But I, even with something simple, a simple law, a simple bill that everyone could see that was obviously good for for all people, they delayed that just because out of spite, man. Right, and, and then, that that's the thing with this red and blue, you know, Republicans, Democrats. No matter what your party is, you should be doing the best. You're a public official. You're elected to serve the people. You should be doing the best you can to better to to, to make their lives better. You know what I mean? That's a fact. You shouldn't be sitting there fighting each other because, like, you think about that type of thing, man. That, that that's seen on the national scale. So if you got these politicians who are supposed to be these 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 Harvard, Yale, these these big name school educated people acting like children, what do you expect from these grade school kids? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> You watch it, they fight. It's, it's ridiculous, man. Gems. It's ridiculous, man. People, they need to get back to doing what what they supposed to do for the people, man. What they and we, you know what? And we got to do a better job of holding them accountable because mm. we don't do enough for that. How can we? Because they Everybody don't have a term. Got, we all got to band together. Mm. 
But the, yeah, the lawmakers definitely. We need to do something to get term limits, man, because it's ridiculous for people to be up there. You know, you got baby boomers who are clearly some of them racist. Seventy, it's eighty just, year old. It's just, a, it's just the area they came. This is the area they came from. So you know, it goes back to understanding things from both ends of the spectrum. That's all they ever know. So that's what they're gonna stick to. That's a fact. Flat out, you know what I mean. Word. So if we get like younger people with younger blood that can see like from different generations. Who can see how you know the country has changed? We can make laws accordingly, not just on the old-fashioned way where we're just slamming people in jail or making dumbass laws that's not helping the country move forward. Straight like that, and clear. Hillary and Bill, they were for the three strikes and you're out. I think we all know that. Yeah. But something that uh, somebody told me once was when they give a black man something. They always give a women's a woman something, and if they let a black man be president, they'll let a woman be president, regardless if she's fit for it or not. Mm. Um, Trump, far as what we know, he just wants a TV deal. I don't think he's running for president. How can you run for president and you've disres- disrespected everybody in this country? Well, I was working for him. I no, think no, no, no matter what, TV. I think he's going to get used financial gain after this, man. Whether he Yo, starts his own what, TV station or whatever what he does. his son said? His son said this is a, being president of the United States is a step down. <laughs> his, his son said being president of the United States is like, you know, taking a back seat. He's an egotistical maniac, man. That's what I've ever known. They're super privileged, man. They've been able to do whatever they want. So, of course, they're going to think they're the best at everything. But is man. it, though? The presidency is a very serious job. Because man. when you're president, not, you got to, like... It's not something you take lightly. You got to be monitored. It's a, step, a step down. But when you just rich, you can say and do whatever you want. Yeah, you're on your own you're on your But own when you're boss. president... No one's yo, holding you accountable. Yo, Donald, I don't think we can approve this message. Donald? Don? The Don? The little, yeah. What if he wants to be called the Don? Hey, Don, <laughs> listen, Don. You're already having issues right now, man, with him. Like, he go up there on stage, he don't do what they tell him to do. He, you know, he does his own thing. Right. Like, yo, it's like, yo, I would honestly. But if he's able to pull that shit off, that would be like one of the biggest hustles in American history. This man hustles his way to the presidency. <laughs> There's no other way to look at it, man. Yo, they got Hillary winning on all the polls, but if Donald Trump won, I would laugh and I would definitely love to see what would happen but even if he loses he'll 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 have some type of thing to to, to keep his followers and <laughs> and he'll just make money or he'll find a way he's just he's a capitalist so he'll find a way to uh what if to make amends with the loss what if donald trump won right and kanye west ran in 2020 would this be the wackest like the wackiest i know one day i won't vote for kanye west either <laughs> kanye west no so way. you say you'll vote for trump if kanye west I ran in 2020 that's crazy. No, like, whoever, I mean, I wouldn't vote for neither one of them, but I, definitely Kanye West. Everybody can see he, he's not qualified to be president, man. I remember when. Um, Let's just be serious. I remember when you ran for president, you had to be a certain type of person, respected. I just think that we just turned the presidency into a circus show. This is like just a circus show, man. Where well, anybody that when you got sixteen candidates trying to you know, run for president at one time, which is ridiculous. <laughs> Right, our governor, right, Chris Christie, is you think he's going to do jail time? If you don't know, our governor, who ran for president, and I think was one of the first people eliminated because he's trash, mm-hmm. um, the Bridgegate uh, female came out and, um, on trial um, under oath 
stated that he knew all about what was going on based off because if you weren't supporting him, he was shutting down. Don't forget about don't forget the part about him throwing a water bottle at him. At, I mean, him at throwing her. a water bottle, he threw a water at, her. bottle yeah. at her. Yes, he did. And asked her, what am I, a fucking game show host? <laughs> I said, wow. Our governor is trash. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry to tell you that. Our governor is trash. I don't know how he got in office. We are like a Democratic state. Somehow a Republican got in office. I don't know how that happened, but it got in. Well, people were just tired of Corazon. The state workers felt like he was going to take Dave from him, so they voted for Christie, who promised not to test the pensions in the courts as soon as he got in there. That's what he did. It's exactly what Teachers he did. Teachers where we but this is But this is basically what we're talking about. Once again. Broken promises. We, we as black people, we are not Democrats and we're not Republicans. We need to remember. We need to remind ourselves that we don't own. We're not loyal to none of these parties based on because they don't do nothing for us. But um, we are a Democratic state. I think New Jersey always votes Democrat when it comes to president. I think don't quote me on that. But when it came to governor, we elected a Republican governor who's Chris Christie. And didn't somebody die on that bridge, right? I think, I think someone did. I think somebody he died. He he closed the bridges based on because certain um pe- certain people wouldn't support him. So he closed the bridge and somebody died. I think it was the mayor was the mayor of Fort Lee. I think, I think so. Somebody died. Now keep in mind, people, this man was running for president. Now, if you think Trump is a joke, can you imagine Chris Christie? Running for president, yet he's in jeopardy of doing ten years. I think. I think well, they, it's ten yeah, years. They're both on the same the same team. Uh, I think uh, Trump has problems him uh, some type of position if he's elected. Not to mention, he also Trump owed Jersey what twenty five million. His good old friend Chris <laughs> settled that thing for five million. Wow! And yo, the state's already you know low on funds for the transportation funds. Amongst others, so uh, you would think he would want to recoup all that money, but now nah, that's what happens, man. But what's big business rules in Jersey? What's worse, having Trump running as president or Chris Christie, who might be doing ten years? Everybody's tripping on Hillary Clinton's emails, but y'all almost had a president presidential candidate who's about to do ten years, thanks to New Jersey, because we voted him in. Yeah, I think that I think once I think before you maybe had a stronger chance of actually winning the Republican uh, nomination, but once Bridgegate came out, that really gave him a big black eye. And I he think was that was one of the reasons. That. You know, that was one of the reasons. Yeah, he definitely was. But you know, you see all these governors on TV that's running for president. You you you, you, you if you don't live in that state, you're not familiar with the stuff they're, they're done unless you go read up on it. That's a fact. So like we live in New Jersey, we know the the miserable conditions that you know. Chris Christie's administration has contributed to, but man, many people around the country may not know. That's a fact. You know, and a lot of people like the, the conservative hard stance on many things, you know? So, you know, him and Trump are pretty much like, you know, one and the same. And that's what we're here for, to let you know that Chris yeah, Christie is trash. Some people always got an Each candidate that's running, they get some votes. Someone has an appetite for what they're offering. Yo. Straight up. Um... Okay, off that, like like we said, whoever you're going to vote for, first off, I am definitely nice off this rock time. No matter what, just vote, people. Just vote. But um, like I said, just remember, you're not a Democrat. You're not a Republican. Vote for whoever you whoever feel, you feel though, like it. Whoever you feel as though is going to best represent you. Right. Um, 
I want to get into this last topic, and it's called Start It From The Bottom. Start It From The Bottom. I thought about this during the middle of the week, and basically what I'm where I'm coming from is like this. There's so many people who've had to sleep in their cars, who've had to sacrifice everything, including family, to make it to the top. I think Steve Harvey has slept in his car. He was homeless. Um, what's his name? Um, Medea. What's the deal? Tyler Perry. Tyler Perry. Homeless. Bill Gates on the verge of losing his family. My question to you is how far are you willing to go to basically become somebody in this world? If you're somebody who's one foot in, one foot out, maybe you need both feet out. You see what I'm saying? Because it's like... The numbers based on people who basically have nothing. Like, Look at the people who've come home from jail and become millionaires. People who've basically sacrificed their lives. And I think every topic we've talked about basically comes to this one, even with the 50 Cent thing. He can't be there all the time because he's out making millions. I can't mm-hmm. be there for you, son. It's a sacrifice you have to make. Who's willing to make that sacrifice? Um to basically be as great as you can be. Joe, would you leave? Because I know you have a son. But would you leave your son behind in order to be as great as you could possibly be? Because you got to think about it. Think about if you, you know, okay, well, I can't go out and do what I got to do because I got to go home to my son. Yeah. That's, That's actually the conversation that happens. Like, yo... I can't go do this extra. I can't go put this extra work in because I got to go home to my son. There's so many men that leave their family behind because they have, cause they believe in their craft. Yeah. But at the same time, you have like some, a lot of people who believe in their crafts, you know, once they're able, you know, to bring in enough income to really travel with the family, they take the families with them. Right. There's people that really, you know, you, Take the family with them. You know, some of these guys in the NFL, man, they get traded to a different team. Guess what? Family coming to stay with them. Yeah. Kevin Gates said he always take his kid with him when he go on tour. So mm-hmm. it's a tough balance. I think in the beginning when you're really trying to get on, I think that would be the toughest part to get in the amount of time that you want to spend with family. But you got to look at it this way too. Like you're trying to make a bright future for that, for, for, those, for, the, for the kid. I mean, I think every parent, you know, of sound mind wants to make a better life for their children and what they had, you know what I mean? Right. And, and then, I, then don't get me wrong, there are some people who are selfish and no matter what, you know what I mean? They're choosing their career. And like if you spend time in a clubs, you know what I mean, when that could be a time you could be with your kid, you know, that's something different. Right. If you had to be in a club performing, yeah, club, yeah, that's something yeah, different, yeah. you know what I mean? But people will find time for what they want, you know what I mean? Find time for That's them. a fact. I just I just been reading so many articles and I'd be like, yo, what am I doing wrong? Because it'd be like, okay, this dude fresh out of jail, he's a millionaire. He wrote a book. Well, the or one he's thing doing about it is, videos. How, you know, during the cars race, he had plenty of time to sit, think, and plan. Right. Many people want to get paid, but they just rush into things without sitting, thinking, and planning. Right. The planning process is a long time. You go to a building, you know, the, you know, the building can go up pretty quickly compared to the time it took to create the building, to plan it out, you know what I mean, to make sure everything will work. You know what I mean? So... If you take your time and, you know, you do all that planning, then you got a solid foundation. If you rush it, you know what I mean, your foundation could be weak. You know, even though you're building and making money, it could crumble in any, any moment. You know what I mean? 
I would say start with that. Always make a plan, you know what I mean? Start with something that's solid. And not to say that the plan that you start with is going to be the one you finish with, you know what I mean? But it's all part of the process, all part of the grind. Yeah, because it's crazy because I'm sitting here thinking, like, even with the 50 Cent thing we talked about, um, even with everything that we, I think we, most of everything we talked about on this episode is based on, listen, I can't spend the time with you that I want to spend the time yeah. with, but I'm out making millions so you can have a better life. Yeah. I don't think that a lot of people know that that's a sacrifice that we need to make out here. Yeah. It's like, okay, I got one foot in the door, one foot out the door. Yeah. Maybe I need to take both feet out and I need to listen. Your mother's not going to understand. Maybe you're not going to understand. But am I here making millions? And you sitting here graduating from good schools, yeah. possibly going to college. But guess who's not around? The man. The father. And it leads to arguments. It leads to beefs. I, I think the arguments come into play was like, all right, um, it's an understanding issue, right? So um, what are you doing in your time where you're not making these millions? Mm-hmm. Now, if it's times where you can spend time with the family or the child and you out there just partying, you know what I mean, not seeing it for extended periods of the time, then I think that's where people, where more of an issue comes in at. You know what I mean? Mm, okay. Like, we all understand when you got to do what you got to do. There's been times you had to work 16-hour shifts, whatever we had to do. But it's about when you're not doing that, what 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 is your time? What is What do your activities consist of? What are you doing? Right. You know what I mean? So, like, if you're out there doing, you know, doing something that nothing to do with making your millions, it's you chose to do that over hanging with your kid or whatever. You know mm. what I mean? I think that makes all the difference. Like I said, I don't think a lot of these kids wouldn't even – it's not the money aspect of it. You know what I mean? It's more of just – just to the, the spiritual aspect of it, the father being around to God, the child, any parent, not just fathers, whatever. I think that, that that's more that's more relevant. Than, I get you. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I I definitely hear what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? It's it's just I just wanted to put that message out to the people that sometimes, but like put it like this, and it's not just about being financially successful, being a major superstar. If you are, let's say you're a female, right, and you're living in an, and you have an abusive relationship where you're unhappy and you claim you have nowhere to go, guess what? Go sleep on such and such as couch, you and your children, until you're able to come up and get your own home. Um, um, depending on like like, go do that. If you're if you have an idea or you have like like Bill Gates. He invented the iPhone, allegedly. Right. <laughs> allegedly. He probably had some help. I'm right. Sure. But in the process of doing that, his wife felt alone. Yeah. Like, yo, you don't spend that's no time. That's element to success. Right. That's, that's basically what I mean by start from the bottom. It's like, y'all, like, yo, the, the woman that you married is going to complain a thousand percent about you not spending time with her. Her. See the thing is though you gotta be with somebody who's gonna understand your grind. You know what I mean? That's why I made made it a point to make, I made it a point to uh, to say, when you're when you're outside of that, making the millions, what are you doing with your time? That's a fact. That yeah. says a lot. Now, if a person's gonna sit there and complain about you going hard, you know, trying to make a better way for yourself, then she might not be the one for you. But then you got the fifty cents of the world, where you make it big and then they leave you. So, like I said, a, a lot of stuff that we talked about during this episode is basically based on started from the bottom. And at the end of the day, if you have a family and you're trying your best to um, follow your dreams, 
eventually you're going to have to piss some people off. And those people might be your children. It might be your wife. It might be your girlfriend. But to follow your dreams, once again, to repeat myself, you're going to have to piss some people off. A lot of people just don't want to do that. Steve Harvey, I think, slept in his car. Um, Tyler Perry slept in his car. There's so many stories of people who are on the verge of losing it all only to now be worth 300 million, 400 million, 500 million. You see what I'm saying? That's life. That's why you never give up, right? Right. But as a man and and even as a woman, I've heard many feminist stories about this, but as a man, sometimes you have to leave your nest from where you are to go be as great as you are to, to be as great as you can be. You know, I just, I just thought that was crazy when I thought about it. You feel what I'm saying? It's like, man, these dudes was on the verge of losing it all. Creditors coming for them, eviction notices. I think Kanye West had an eviction notice on his door or something like that. Then he became the infamous Kanye West. You see what I'm saying? So it's like when you chasing your dreams, don't be afraid to lose it all. Nah. Even your family. Can't afford those distractions. All, yeah. So sometimes the opportunity only knock once, man. When you get opportunity, man, you got to decide at that point in life what's most important, man. Straight up. You always strive to, 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 to better yourself. And the people who really care about you want to be, be around you, they're going to understand that. And it's going to be crazy because there's going to be a lot of people who tell you you ain't shit. Oh, yeah. But that's going to tell you that. Though. They're going to tell you that. You feel what I'm saying? Like I said, no matter what we talked about in this episode, it's based on sacrifices being made. Whether you're, you know, you're the man and your son doesn't respect you because he doesn't understand the grind you're actually putting in for him, you know, or whether it's the female, your wife, who doesn't understand, listen, I can't take you out tonight and maybe this project is frustrating me and I can't hold you as tight as I normally, as I used to. When we first met, we had a great time. But you know what? This project that I'm working on is stressing me out so bad. And I ain't got the energy to take you out like I used to. Show you off like I used to. You know what I'm saying? So as a man and even as a female. Sometimes it's convenient to find yourself another working professional. That way it works. Right. Choose wisely. (laughs) For real. For real. Know where you want to be and choose accordingly, man. Because there's going to be a lot of pieces... Like life's like a big puzzle, man. You just got to put the pieces together. You know what I mean. And sometimes you might pick up the wrong piece, try to fit it, don't fit. Eventually, you find that right, the right piece, and everything goes. Yo, this was a dope episode. Um, splashed. I didn't have so definitely much grateful rock. to be here, man. Um, thank. I like like you know, boys doing y'all thing, man. For I'm real. thankful that you came. Fresco couldn't make it. He's yeah, out man, of town. I was disappointed, man, because he, he have it live, man. I was looking forward to him. I being got here. you. He's the funny one. I yeah, got you. Yeah, yeah. But you can always come back. Okay. You can always come back. I appreciate, I appreciate you coming that. through. Yeah. Um, we are the Podcast Brothers. This is yeah. episode 21. Mm-hmm. Um, I appreciate everybody that's come through. Yeah. Hopefully, there's some gems in here. I'm just really interested to see the feedback that we get on some of the topics. Right, right. That's, you know, listen, definitely. right, yo, we are a conversation podcast. Yeah. Our job is to make you talk. Our job yeah. is to make you think. Start the conversation. We can be funny from time to time, 
But more importantly is the conversation part. Talk about it. Did I say something that pissed you off? Tell me about <laughs> it. Did Joe say something you ain't like? Tell us about it. Did we say something that you agree with? Tell us about it. I don't care. We are a conversation podcast, yeah. and that's what we do. Please subscribe to the Podcast Brothers on iTunes, on Google Play. If you don't fuck with none of those, go to SoundCloud. Yeah. SoundCloud is always there. iTunes, Google Play, that's what we do. Podcast Brothers, episode 21. This was a goodie. Salute to Joe for coming through. Believe me, he will be back for another one. Fresco will be there for that one. You feel what I'm saying? Um, and Fresco will be here next week. We are, the, like I said, we're the Podcast Brothers. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Peace out. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy Fresco, one half for the podcast, brothers. If you like everything you heard in this episode, you can go to our iTunes page by searching the podcast, brothers, and subscribing to our page and getting all the links sent straight to your phone. You can also get in touch with us on our Twitter page, the podcast, brothers, and you can also email us at mybrownmepodcast at gmail to talk to us personally and get all the information. Someone you know has probably experienced cancer, a heart attack, or stroke. The odds of experiencing one of these are high, which could result in bills for thousands of dollars in out-of-pocket expenses. How would you pay for it? With your savings? There is another option. It's called Active Care. Active Care is a supplemental health insurance policy that offers protection for covered cancer, heart attack, or stroke, and a choice of cash benefit options from ten to sixty thousand dollars. And with Active Care, the cash is yours to use as you see fit. Active Care is brought to you by Colonial Pen Life Insurance Company and is underwritten by Washington National Insurance Company. Get Active Care for cash, choice, and control. Visit colonialpen.com for more information. This is a limited benefit policy. This policy has limitations and exclusions. For costs and complete details of coverage, visit colonialpen.com.